new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. Welcome to episode six of The Crew. It's your girl, Josine Anderson. We're going to bring in the boys in a minute. But first, I want to let you know, our special guest for this episode is Bengals wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, fresh off of Cincinnati's big win against Miami. They're now two and two on the season. And the game they got ahead, what I feel like is the game of the week against the Baltimore Ravens. Firepower on both sides. Everyone's trying to get back on their stride relative to what their talent is and their capabilities are. So excellent stuff coming up. And of course, you know, you can always find us on www.thecrewnyc.com. That is the URL for our show to get you to our YouTube channel. And of course, our podcast is associated with Odyssey. So you can find us wherever you download your podcast regularly on Tuesdays and Thursdays as we get over our stride. But, you know, without further ado, it it is time for the crew call. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Morris Chestnut back in the building after his stint in Hollywood, doing his Hollywood thing with his Calabasas <laughs> coffee mug. You want to show the folks? You want to show the folks? What is this? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you got to, you know, you got to have a little coffee, little, little coffee. You got to have a little straw so you don't get on the teeth, right? You don't go. So you, is that you made out of nickel? Yeah, yeah. Looks like some, pre- is that made out of silver? That's what it, <laughs> you know, what is that? Uh, it whatever. Keeps it, it keeps it warm. It keeps the coffee warm. It, it keeps it warm. Okay. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. and also in the building today, standing in for Fred Smoot, we got TD Teron Davenport. Represent ESPN, covering the Titans and everything you want to know about that in the NFL. What's up, TD? What's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to ask Titans about. questions. I got yeah. Now that your Titans are back, back, back now that they're back Titans relevant. <laughs> now that they're back relevant and everything, but let's go to the headlines, okay? All right, but before we get to Morris and his obnoxious Knicks of a word I'm making up over the Eagles and TD yeah, and yeah. the Titans, we have to talk about Monday Night Football. Uh, Jimmy G and them coming back, doing their thing in grand fashion after losing to the uh, Broncos the week before, 11th to 10. Now they come back with a big victory last night against the Rams. Morris, your reaction? Uh, you know, I think that's to be expected. I mean, I think there was a lot of emotion for that game. I think that the Niners felt that that championship game got away from them last year. I think they felt that they had it in the bag. And uh, I think they were looking forward to this. Also, I think it gave Jimmy G um, some time to get a lot of first team reps um, and get back in sync with the offense. I think the 49ers are scary. Defense is playing well. Jimmy G mm. getting back in sync. And of course, Debo. So I think it's uh, I think the 49ers are definitely a threat. TD. Yeah, no doubt. And it just seems like the 49ers, they have the Rams number. And I think last night was a good example of why Debo Samuel needed to get paid because you saw what he was able to do, catching a short pass, taking it the distance, and then even running the ball out of the backfield. And I got to say, shout out to my guy, Charles Amenahue, getting a sack. Always good to see the homie, you know, do what he has to do. 
Well, I just wanted to say, you know, coming into that game, a lot of criticism. Jimmy G, you know, he's supposed to be a veteran quarterback, stepping out the back of the end zone, catching a safety that actually negated the pick six that it would have been. So, I mean, you could look at it that way. But at the end of the day, they won 24-9. Jimmy G, over 200 yards passing, one touchdowns, no interceptions. You mentioned your boy Debo going over 100 or what have you. And I just want to say about this defense because we, we got to give love. We have to give love to D'Amico Ryans, okay? This oh, yeah, defense no came into this game ranked number one in total defense, number one in scoring defense. Remember, D'Amico took himself out of the running for the head coach in Carousel because he felt like he had more to learn. And I think by the end of uh, January, or whenever the regular season ends, because I, I don't even know anymore, the, but he will be the, probably the hottest coaching candidate. What do you think? I think he will definitely be one of the hottest coaching candidates. I think oh, a lot of these wow. owners now. Well, said. because well, no, because yeah, I think that there a lot of the the owners are looking for <laughs> offensive head, offensive minded head coaches exactly. to, to go mm. there and and, okay. and stay there and, and develop these quarterbacks. But I think mm. he should definitely get some consideration. Mm, yeah, I, I think he should he should definitely get consideration. But Morris is right. This mm. is an era where you always lean towards the offensive head coach. That's what mm. that's what the the GMs that's what the teams they want. But if mm. you could get a, a defensive guy who could marry himself to a, a high-quality OC, now you're cooking with something. But I, I think end of the day, when you look at D'Amico Ryans and even talking to the players that, that play for him, they really love him, and they will run through a wall for him. And so he has, like, oh. that CEO quality that, right. that you want. A, from, a head, you know, coach, a head coach quality? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. A head coach quality. So you should be looking for the overall general leader – like I feel like his predecessor at defensive coordinator Robert Sala is for mm. the Jets because he's just that overall bring it glue guy. So you could talk about offense, but you could end up with guys that might not be able to manage late game situations. I'm not naming no names. Well, of course, well, of course, there's, there's, there's no exact <laughs> science to this mm. to this whole thing, but I think yes. that you know, uh, you, you know, they just want to be able to have the develop the, to develop the quarterbacks, you know, because ultimately you hope. You know, when you have some coordinators, say, for instance, you get a defensive-minded head coach. you talking like you're from New York all of a sudden. Coordinators? Really? You've been around is me too long? Is that what I said? I, no, I said coordinators. I said okay, coordinators. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that I'm man speak. <laughs> yeah. I think ultimately, so if you have, when you look at a, situ a situation like, you know, Dayball. Dayball left uh, Buffalo. And, yeah, I mean, Buffalo's still playing well, but I think, you know, you would rather not have your offensive-minded coach leave a young quarterback um, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to develop with a new uh, new offensive coordinator, whoever might come in the, the next season. Well, I give you this: if uh, Sean Payton is a, is available, puts his name back in the hat after one year with Fox, clearly he he's going to be the guy. But I feel like D'Amico Ryan should be definitely right up there. And really quickly before we move on, um, are people being too hard on Jimmy G? I mean, is he officially back in his bag, or is it still too early, TD? I think. This is a temporary situation. And the best thing for the 49ers, I said it all along, was to not trade him because he wasn't going to make a whole lot of noise even if he was going to be the backup. He was just going to mm. keep his head down and continue to work. So mm. it, it's actually a good thing that they kept him. He's showing what he could do, and he's he's going to earn himself a contract. Somebody's going to sign him. It's not going to be the 49ers, but somebody's going to sign him next year. So I just want to say really quickly, while I was at the game last night, because, yes, I was at Levi Stadium, I put out this tweet talking about OBJ. TD, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. I know Morris hasn't or what have you. Did you see it? Did you see it? I, I did <laughs> not. I did not. <laughs> TD, you saw it. Okay, so here's the thing. I just want to say really quickly, yes, OBJ was in the building, you know, at the Giants facility. 
And first of all, that's a really big deal. Do people remember how he left that team? He was traded against his <laughs> against his will. So the fact that he's in the building is a big deal. Visiting Giants, yes, he was saying hello to the chef, uh, to Sterling Shepard. Yes, he said hello to other people. Is it my fault that there's multiple reasons, you know, multiple interpretations of visiting? At the end of the day, he was in the building. The question that people should be asking is, is OBJ open to returning to the Giants? Do you think I know the answer to that question before I would tweet something like that, TD? Yes or no? I, I think you do know the answer to that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just given, you know, background, I, I would say you know the answer to that. Yes. Okay. So what were you saying? Why, why are you looking like that, Morris? Should, what is your answer to that? Should OBJ be open to returning to the Giants? What is your answer to that? I'm curious. What is my answer to that? Yes, yes. What is your answer? Well, I mean, you mean the three-in-one Giants? You know, yes, that that may, that have green money so, like okay. other teams? Yes. So uh, let me ask why, a question. Why would so he be? Should, He's a free agent. Should, why shouldn't he consider all his options? Well, so so no, I'm he should definitely consider all of his options. But yes. you're saying that he should consider turning to the Giants, returning to the Giants as opposed to returning to, I don't know, the Rams, where he lives, where he won a Super Bowl with, who are in need oh, of another you, receiver? Yeah, and, and so the Giants are in need of a receiver. You heard of Sterling Shepard going down, remember him? I also and heard Darius Tony can't stay healthy. Right. And and and, and they were also, beef, and they were beefing with Kenny Galladay before Sterling Shepard went right. down. I, I, I also heard their two quarterbacks went down in the last game. Um, okay. Okay. So, so um, his ACL is – okay. <laughs> who's going to throw him the ball? ball? Yes. Yeah, is, Saquon, is Saquon playing quarterback now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what he needs to do? Yeah, he go needs, ahead. He needs to go on out there to Green Bay and see what's up with them. That's what I would oh, do if I was oh, him. But you you know what? It's TV. interesting you say that because, and I'll be, I'll be honest. I felt last year, and I think we even said it on our show last year that mm -hmm. he was, should go to Green Bay. Green mm -hmm. Bay, it's a no-brainer. But you know, he did choose the right team and going with uh, the Rams oh, last a, year. A, a um, yeah. But mm -hmm. listen, I think that when you when you look at the situation <laughs> with the Rams, mm -hmm. um, you you look at a team. I mean, he lives in L.A. Um, you know, there's a lot of energy around the Rams. You look at the stable quarterback position, Stafford. You know, he's always there. He rarely gets injured. Um, he has someone opposite who gets a lot of attention in Cooper Cup. It just fit. He won the Super Bowl there, and, and, and OBJ was balling out. I mean, yeah. had, you not, got, had yeah. you not got hurt during that Super Bowl, I don't know. Maybe he would have been the MVP of the game. Yes, I recall. So I was there. I would, I would, it, it, it feels like that's a great fit. To me now, yeah, I do think that I do think Green Bay, of course, is viable. You know, you have you have Aaron Rodgers. Um, then, of course, you know, listen. If the Giants were stable at quarterback, I would say, okay, maybe you should consider that. But we don't even know who their quarterback is going to be next year. Okay, well, you know, can can consider this when you're a free agent, right? And I'm not saying this; I'm just saying consider this. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do multiple things. You can sign with the team, you know, for the postseason. You know what I'm saying? And then you could have, you know, maybe in a, another situation as well. You know what I'm saying? So maybe there's just multiple things, you know, going on that not everything. Listen, when you're reporting a story, TD, and you know this as a reporter, you report with the aspects that you can report and you just leave the rest as, as to what it is. And at the end of the day, everybody knows I have a rapport with OBJ. So, you know, sitting up here and talking about, well, you know, it was an official visit. Whatever. <laughs> does, does, that, does that matter? Does it matter? No. Listen, I is, definitely. Is it good cover? Is it good cover potentially? Yes. Okay.
Listen, it's good to be in the OBJ business right now. I mean, look, a lot of teams will want his, his services at the moment. I mean, because mm -hmm. he's a he's a he's a very talented receiver. You saw what he did with the Rams last year, and if he if he has a full recovery, a lot of teams will be in the in the OBJ business. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important though that he goes to the right situation this year because basically what he would be doing is signing a deal to parlay into a big deal the next time he, he's a free agent. So I would imagine he would sign like for the rest of the year, it would be a one-year deal. And then this offseason, that's when it's time to cash in. So that, in my opinion, why the Packers are perfect, because you want to go someplace where you want to have a guy that's going to showcase you, get you the ball on time, on schedule, so you could do what you do, and that's get those yards after the catch. So let's just talk about this, and let's just say hypothetically. So you were talking about Daniel Jones. You're like, who's throwing him the ball? Is it Saquon Barkley? Like how you always talk. So, 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 so Brian Dayball is showing himself, you know, to to bring his offensive prowess from Buffalo. I like Dayball. I like oh, Dayball. Oh, oh, so, um, so potentially the Giants might have another quarterback next year. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no. okay, okay. Hold on. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. okay. I, I think. I think. I think. Teron. I think you. I think you <laughs> muted Teron's last point, uh. which was extremely valid. The man's last point was he needs to go somewhere this year mm. to parlay that into a a, a, a well-paid situation oh. next year. Oh, so and, he and, needs and to go somewhere where he can produce oh. this year. Don't 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 mute Teron. Oh. Don't just don't just leave out his point. The no, man made a valid point. You have to pay attention to that. Respect could, the man's could point. Could you accomplish both of those things potentially in New York? Because no, not when you that not, ain't not, not, no. not when you don't know who the quarterback is. Oh. Not you're not doing that with Daniel Jones. You're not doing that with Daniel Jones. Listen, listen. All I'm just gonna say is we'll rewind back this tape. I, I can only lead so many horses to the water in the things that I say. Y'all are not listening to what I'm saying, but I can't say no more. So we're going to move on. Okay. So the next topic is, oh, Morris. Is yes. Morris going to be insufferable over his Eagles? You're 4-0. You beat the Jaguars. I mean, 29-21. You did what you were supposed to do. That's what Chris Rock said. You did what you were supposed to do. Are we, are we hype over this? So I don't know. This is, this, is, this is what I will say. Um, <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm not the type of fan uh, to we get to 4-0 and say, hey, because I'd rather laugh last than mm, laugh first. Mm, and it's a long football season. Mm, you know, we're through the wise. first quarter. There's mm. only it's only through four games. A yep. lot can happen. Things yes. change throughout yes. the course of the season. Am I encouraged? Yes, I'm extremely encouraged by the start of the Eagles. Love what I'm seeing from Jalen Hurts. Love what I'm seeing from the defense. No passing touchdowns in that pass game, in that last game, though. Wow. No, I'm just saying he didn't have any passing touchdowns. I, I, listen, he's he had a rushing he one. Yeah, he, he had, had a rushing one. one. Right, but yeah, the shoulder okay. get that, that okay. DB yeah, yeah, the boom. Okay. He had a, he had a, he had a rushing touchdown. He had a, he had a passing touchdown call back, so it didn't count. But they won the game. Yes. I mean, now are we, we love I mean, Jalen Hurts. Let's not get it twisted. I was just pointing that out. That's all. Okay. Exactly. Well, are, are there any other quarterbacks for now? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, no. a, I'm a fan. Okay. Yes. I'll admit it. Of course. And yes, listen, we're fans and, on this and, show. And, 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 here's the, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, it's, I mean, has Jalen been in the league 10 years? I mean, the man can't even progress without people wanting to point out where well, he had no passing touchdowns. Oh, it you were raining. one of those people last year. You, you needed no, more I was, time. I was, you needed more time I, to evaluate. Let's roll back I need, the, I did, the footage. Oh, okay. I did okay. need more time. I'm okay. not going to change up. 
I did need more time to evaluate to see how he was going to develop yeah. because, you know, and that's what, that's what the NFL is, you know, yeah. especially from a quarterback position, you just hope that the quarterback can develop and keep progressing year after year after year. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. So mm-hmm. first of all, as far as me being an Eagle fan, I'm first biased being 4-0, but we ain't done nothing yet. You know, we still have a long ways to go because it's a long season, but it's very encouraging. A lot can happen. I'm a little concerned about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 3-1 and one, uh, without Dak Prescott, so, you know, it's, it's they're going to be – and this is the whole the, – the whole, look, the Niners, there's a lot of things that can happen throughout the course of the season. Of course, Cowboy fans, though. Of course, Green Bay Packers fans, though, because they've had number one seeds and uh, they lost their first game at home. Go ahead, TD. Yeah, I think the thing with, with Jalen Hurts that you have to look at, and it's very similar to the Josh Allen situation where he was a solid quarterback. You bring in a guy like Stephon Diggs, and now he elevates to a whole other stratosphere. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to lead the league in, in, in passing yards, et cetera, but what I am saying is bringing A.J. Brown, now you have somebody. You look at that first game. When things were getting rough, they said, all right, you know what? We're going to hunker down, and we're just going to target A.J. And four straight – completions to them and next thing you know they're back on course so having that that guy right that 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 blanket for you that security blanket is really important for Hertz and that's why you're seeing him elevate but you got to shout out the defense too man mm. Hassan Reddick is balling yeah. Darius Clay I don't know man like I really like Jalen Ramsey but I mean he's probably the best corner right now you, mm. you know what I'm saying so they're play, they're yeah. very complete and I think, you know, when you look at what Nick Sirianni has going there, I mean, this team is there having fun. There's good camaraderie in the locker room. You got Brandon Graham, you know, older than, than all of us. Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, he's an older, an older guy. Like, and, and he's, yeah. you know, bringing things along. And it's kind of, you look at Jason Kelsey. I, right. I just think it's a really good mix of veterans and younger players. And, and this team, they're going to be a problem. Well, I just wanted to say A.J. Brown came on this uh, show last time and he mentioned that he's having more fun in Philly. Obviously, T.D., you called us and let us know how much that was playing in Tennessee, that clip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, as far as Mike Vrabel and saying this is not as much fun. But what were you about to say, Morris? Well, I was going to say, I mean, so the A.J. Brown acquisition has a huge in it. Um, not only is it it's strong, he, he throws it to A.J. A.J. is a very sure-handed receiver. He, he requires a lot of attention. You know, it's taking some attention off of Devontae Smith and, right. and Dallas Goddard. I mean, it's a, it's a great, great acquisition. What I wanted to ask TD was, um, mm-hmm. do you think that um, – I know the adjustment for the first couple of games, it felt like, you know, the Titans need to adjust with him without him being there. Do you think they've finally adjusted without him these last couple of games? They've gotten to no. a little bit of rhythm? No, not, not at all. They haven't adjusted. Fortunately, last week against the Colts, Derrick Henry was re- uh, able to get back to what he does, and that's run the football. See, the problem a lot of times in, in the first three games is he was getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage way too much. In fact, it was half, half of his carries. He was getting hat, hit at or behind the line of scrimmage, and he's the type of back you want to get that momentum going. I mean, right. We're talking about 6'3", 250. You want to get those shoulders square, get him downhill, make it harder for defenders to tackle him. When he gets to the second level, he has the track speed to pull away from everybody. And that wasn't happening because teams were just putting everything in the box. They didn't care about the guys outside. You know, even though Robert Woods is a solid receiver, Traylon Burks is an up-and-comer, they were just – it was one-on-one coverage out there. And I, I talked to them, and I'm like, yo, as a receiver, 
you got to take that personally. Like, that's they're putting their hand in your pocket. You know what I mean? You got to punch them in the face for that. And they weren't doing that. And that's the big problem. And now with Burks with the, the turf toe or, or left foot injury that he had, I saw him in the locker room after the game on a walking boot and crutches. So he's probably not going to be back for a little bit. So now it's like, all right, <laughs> what are you going to do when teams, you know, stack the box? And, and how are you going to beat that one-on-one coverage out there? That remains to be seen. And then Traylon Burks is hurt, right? I don't yeah, regret letting go of it. Are they, yeah, I mean, so it's like, I don't know. If you should have, should have, I don't know, just pay AJ Brown. That would have been that would have been the move well, because that was like their their checks and balances, right? You want to stack the box? Okay, we got this horse out here that's gonna, you know, do what he does and, and beat most corners in one-on-one coverage. Like that was the way that they approached it. Now they can't do it. The interesting thing to me is that uh, you know, over the last couple of years, um, your running back is, you know, he's, he's carried the ball quite a few times. And so you're putting the whole team on his back right now. You've been, I think he got a little injured last year. Um, yeah. But it feels like at some point you're going to need some receivers. And when I look at the team, I'm not really sure where they spend their money. Like, where is, where is the money? Oh, it's, it's on the D it's on the defense. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you got, you got Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. They have huge deals. Landry is on IR Dupree. He's, he tweaked his hip again last week. So you got that. And then you got the secondary. There's big money there with Amani Hooker and Kevin Byer, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got those guys. That's, that's where you got a $10 million linebacker in, in Zach Cunningham who dislocated his elbow two weeks ago. So it's mostly on the defense, and that's the problem, right? They're, they're being outscored in the second half, 64 to 7. Now, mm. football is complimentary, so you have to be good offensively to complement the defense, keep them off the field, et cetera, et cetera. But they've given up 64 points in the second half this year. Mm. They almost gave up a 24-point a lead last week. They gave up a 13-point a, a lead to the Giants in week one. The Bills just – that's not even a conversation to talk about. And then the Raiders, <laughs> two weeks ago, they, they almost gave up another 24-point lead. So yeah. they have to get that right. And, and that's the problem. They got all the money in the defense, but they're not getting that return. Okay. Really quickly, I just want to ask you guys as we switch to the Cowboys here. Uh, you know, um, Cooper. Well, I, just want to make one, I want to make one, oh, one more. Oh, I'm, please, glad go you, ahead. I'm glad you gave me the info about Kevin. I'm asking him to let me hold some next time you're on the show. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to be asking you. Matter of fact, because I saw this, uh, this, this program on Netflix. It's called The Bling Ring. I don't know. Have you seen that on Netflix? It's, it's hot on Netflix right now talking about. The, the Bling the, Ring? No. Yeah, you should know about this. I mean, you know, so based off, you know, the, the rich area that you live in in California, it's basically based on a, a, a couple of rich teenagers who were jacking people in near your area. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I really? I didn't know that. Got, they, 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 Lindsay Lohan, you know, Bloom, what's his name? Bloom, the, the, the Orlando Bloom, uh, Audrina Patridge or whatever. So all they were doing is riding around in, in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, were yeah, pulling yeah, the yeah, doors, yeah, yeah. seeing what was open. No, no, they, no, they, they, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they wasn't in your house? I mean, because I know they no, would have no, had they like 10 Rolexes. Okay. <laughs> that, I'm just saying, you know. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, okay, okay so moving on really quickly. Cowboys, uh, Cooper Rush, 3-0 and as a starter, 4-1 and as a starter overall in his career. Dak Prescott had been saying and said to Lisa Salters last Monday that he was going to maybe try to come back this week. Jerry Jones, you're hearing it on uh, ESPN First Take, you know, basically saying he doesn't know if the, if the thumb is, is ready yet. Um, some of the beat writers in Dallas, you know, trying to tamp down Demarcus Lawrence saying there's no controversy with the quarterback, but you know, 
You, what's Stop. your boy? Colin Coward yesterday saying there's not much difference between Dak yeah. Prescott and Cooper Rush. I mean, Boris, you know, you love listening to Colin. Are, are you are you in agreement? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. People, mm. this this has happened over several years in the NFL. A backup quarterback comes in, you know, he <laughs> he, 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 he holds four for a little while. And then all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. I can't. There's numerous times where the backup quarterback comes in, holds for it, and then when he gets an opportunity for over the long term, he can't. He can't manage that job. You know, mm. the job is Dak Prescott's. There is no controversy. Oh. There's no. It's not even a question. It's not even a thought. Matter of oh. fact, if they even think about that, they should be fired. Colin should be fired from his own job. Colin should fire himself. <laughs> He's to fire himself. I just want to let you know that the Cowboys face the Rams in LA. So I, I, it doesn't sound like Dak is coming back. I mean, maybe Jerry Jones is, is putting, uh, you know, water on that. But let's just say whenever he comes back and if they lose, whatever game he comes back, you know, I think people would be talking about Cooper Rush. Listen, I would imagine, I would oh, imagine, I would imagine a little mm -hmm. of that. And, and look, I, I don't know their system, but I would imagine a little of that is, when you do have a backup coming in, you know, you want them to be paint by numbers. Mm -hmm. Do this read, that read. You want them to go in sequence and do everything right. Mm -hmm. But you don't pay for paint by numbers because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, paint by numbers is going to get you below average to below average. But you want to have someone that, who can excel and add their little, add their little stank to it. Okay. And they lead the league in in in, um, in in passing like Dak has done before. But TD, get to the primary premise of what Colin was saying. Is Dak Prescott that much better Absolutely. than Cooper Rush? Because because Colin is saying it, it, the gap is small. Absolutely. I mean, okay. you 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 can have an Aston Martin and a, and a Nissan Maxima, right? They'll both get get you to a destination, but one does it a lot better. That's really what it boils down. They're two different quarterbacks. I mean, we, we've seen this over to Morris's point. We've seen this over and over. Just use the Eagles example. Remember AJ Philly when McNabb got hurt? Yep. Everybody was crazy yep. about AJ Philly. Mm. He went and they yep. traded him to the Dolphins. They mm. never yep. heard of AJ Philly again. Mm. You, know, you look never at Rob five. Johnson. He yeah, he came in with five. the Bills. Rob was four and yep. really good. Or no, with Jacksonville, excuse me. Was really mm. good. Signed a deal with, with the Bills, and next thing you know. You know, okay. Doug Flutie took his job. So it happens all the time. I think all when you look at it, at the end of the day, like you get in a situation where everything isn't being executed perfectly, mm. how are you going to go off schedule and, and, and win for me that way? And I okay. think that's where Dak, if you ask me, Dak, in my opinion, is, is top five when it comes to being able to go top beyond five. the game plan and, and win your games and execute. Top so five. I, they're totally different. Okay, it's so not who, even the same you know, so Top five. I'm just saying who, so wait a minute, wait, 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 because I'm going to put you on the spot real quick and, and we know we're going to get ready to bring in our guest, uh, 49ers linebacker Fred Warner. But since you said he's top five, um, TD, can you just name that top five really quickly? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. I mean, you could put you could put another one in there if you you know if you're of the sure. Justin Herbert clan, you could put him in there. But mm. those are the four right there to me when mm. it comes to going off schedule. Mm. I think Kyler Murray is really good off schedule, also just as far as like making something out of nothing. Mm. So and mm. you know what? Ask Fred Warner about defending a, a quarterback that is able to go beyond the game plan that you're you're scheming to to stop. Ask him; he'll tell you about how much mm. more difficult it is to stop quarterbacks. To do that consistently. 
Mm, and also, okay. and also, and I agree. And also, so, so, and listen, mm. any team, any win in NFL, I think is a, is a, is a, is a good win because it's tough to win in the league. But we're talking about who are we talking about? We're talking about the Giants. Mm. I'll give them the Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they hadn't found their legs yet. They had the Super Bowl hangover, so I, I'll give him that. He still won mm. that. I think mm. the team Carolina. Let's just pump the brake. If he goes into San Francisco and does something, or you no, know, the Rams. He plays the Rams this week. Mm. He does something against the Rams. We'll, we'll see about that. But there's no question, even if he beats the Rams, Dak is a starting quarterback, period. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, listen, you know, uh, TD, we appreciate you jumping in because somebody is a father, has to go <laughs> pick up his daughter and do that thing. And not only that, but we have a very special guest waiting in the wings to come in the crew crib. TD in the building, we appreciate you. Appreciate Top you, beat writer for ESPN covering the Tennessee Titans. What's up? We appreciate you. Sure, appreciate y'all. All right, y'all, we got Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd coming up in the crew crib on the other side. All right, so we are pleased now to welcome into the crew crib Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd in the building, fresh from the Bengals facility. What's going on, Tyler? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Well, I see it smiles now because you guys got your record back to 500 after that win against Miami or what have you. Before I go into one little thing that happened in that game, I just want you to start on how you guys were able to turn things around on the offense. Specifically, I was also reading about a tweak you guys did in practice in terms of going onto the field as, a, a, you know, as an entire unit and all those other things. The people that don't watch y'all and read about y'all every day, describe some of the tweaks that you all made. Yeah, um, I think we just wanted to uh, start fast. Was I think our, our, our main goal going against uh, Thursday night against the Miami, you know, and, and and during the whole week, you know, we had a we knew we had a short turnaround, so uh, and guys was kind of tired and still banged up for the previous game. But I mean, it, 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 so were Miami, you know. So we wanted to go out there and just and just leave our our, our mark, and uh, and we knew we had to go out there and make plays. And once once we knew we could catch them in man coverage, then I knew our receivers were going to fulfill. But even in practice, I heard you guys change a few things up to try to create that sense of urgency and togetherness as far as how you guys take in the field. Yes. Uh, so instead of just um, just little small, small tweaks, just like taking the field, you know, so not just standing in the back waiting for the office to get on. Uh, instead, we just all as a unit, as an offense, just stood on the sideline. So as, as the defense get done or they get a three and out and or it's our turn for practice to go out there and run our plays, then we all run out there as a unit. We start fast, we take the field fast, and we come out the the, the the huddle fast with that sense of urgency you're talking about. So just just back in practice, you know, we just want to um, manipulate a game plan atmosphere. Mm. And even as you guys are, you know, kind of figuring out your rhythm and getting that back on par, I know your teammate Joe Mixon, the running back, uh, still also trying to do the things that he can to get the running game going, including uh, calling a meeting with the offensive line or what have you. I think right now the rushing game is averaging 89.5 yards per game. He's at 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, your thoughts on him calling that meeting? first and then how necessary it is even for that to further proliferate so that y'all as wide receivers can you know spread out that defensive attention yeah definitely you know because it, it, the, the whole offense generate based off the run the based off the run game you know that's with any offense you know you you, you have to establish a run game you know and with a special back like mixing that we have you know which is a top five back we got to get him going we got to find a way to 
uh, eliminate open, I mean, close gaps and eliminate unblocked guys, you know. So, I mean, it's not on the offense, you know, even on us on blocking the edge or coming down to block a nickel defender or a safety, you know. I just think we just got to all do a better job of just, 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 just playing fundamental, man, and just and just just knowing our assignments because we, we we walk through it, we, we practice it, and uh, if, if if it's one guy that's that's not being blocked or it's just one one person left that 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 a guy need to pick up, you know, the whole run game is going to tarnish, you know, and it's going to it's going to uh, be tough for us to to to, to kind of run and get into things that we want to do, you know. But um, with Mix being a leader that he is, you know, he wants he wants every guy to play at the level that he's on. You know, and vice versa, because he knows what we're going to bring to the table. But at the end of the day, like I mentioned before, as a unit, we all got to be as one, like a fist. Now, Joe Burrow was just touting the fact that he could tell the difference, specifically in the last two games, with having more time to throw and just making a couple of tweaks on the right. O-line. That's just all the difference, especially with the offense, where it's all about you guys getting down and exploiting on the back end as far as the deep ball and things like that. Did you sense the difference in the time that now he had to see for somebody like you, Higgins or Chase, to just get open? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because going back to the Cowboys game, it was very tough in the first half. The whole first half was tough. He couldn't really throw the ball. He couldn't run the ball, you know. So with the just with, with all the adjustments we made with our line, um, you can't ask for too much. You know, I know we want to be a perfect offense and we wanted to get the pass game and the run game rolling. Then, I mean... At as long the as they time. help, yeah. help, yeah. As long as they help, and we 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 fixed up the the, the pass pro or, or the run game, whichever one that needed to be tweaked the most. As long as we got one that could go and keep going, and Joe can have the protection he 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 needs, or Joe Mixon could get the holes that he want, you know. Then I mean, it's kind of tough to to get both, you know. We once we're really rolling and we get into the flow of our offense, then I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll be an ultimate hard team to stop. Well, because here's the thing. You guys just went to the Super Bowl. We're accustomed to seeing y'all have kind of that new swag, not starting off the, the season the way you'd want to at 0-2. But the good news is, is that your next opponent is the Baltimore Ravens, a team that y'all kind of whooped up on. I mean, per the score. Not, I mean, I'm just per the score. I mean, I was looking at it before we jumped on. You guys won 41-21 to in one game, 41-17 to in the other. So... Just tell me, when you're going up against a team that you all dominated like that last year, what is that doing as far as y'all psyche relative to knowing that's the opponent you and it's AFC North? Yeah, right. Um, for me, and I think a lot of the guys that have been around, well, it ain't really too many, but for me, knowing, you know, I think it just builds more hunger for me because I've been around where the, the, the script and flip, they, they've they been whooping us every game. And, <laughs> And then, and then the next season, we, we we go out saying this is our revenge game. We owe these guys and continue to lose. So now that it's we have mutual fire, butt whooping to Tyler. Yeah, yeah. So 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 now that we got the firepower and and we have the the the, the uh, sense of of how games going to be in control, and I think uh, I think we, we we will be fine, you know, because they got to game plan us now. They got to stop a lot of more guys. Uh, on on the offense, you know, and we have a great defense, and uh, I just I just feel like we're 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 going to be a better prepared team. And you know what's really interesting about this matchup is because I feel like your collective records really don't say just as like how you guys are in terms of how I was having a a, a debate with my co-host Morris Chestnut, and he was trying to convince me that the Cardinals Eagles game was the game of the week, and I said no, nah. it's the Bengals Ravens. Don't you can't be looking at their records. It's way better. You know the Ravens got their stuff going on with certain plays that they called that were controversial. Bengals didn't start nothing less you know kind of up to par as to who they are. But I mean. Yeah, 
yes, this is the game of the week. And I want you to talk about, I know you're getting into your installations. The bang, uh, the, the Ravens have some stuff going on with the secondary as far as the injuries. What opportunities do you have with the matchup that you're expecting to, to exploit that? Yeah, so um, we know they got talented DBs, you know, with Peters and Humphreys. You know, those guys are, are, are um, all pro guys. You know, I can give them guys much respect. But at the end of the day, I mean, with, with the three guys we got, um, I just think it's hard for any team to kind of uh, match our, product, our productivity in, in, in our athleticism, you know, especially in man coverage. Because I, I, me particularly, I don't believe that any team really have three straight shutdown guys that can shut all three of us down. That's just how I look at it. You know, not to say that that those guys are, aren't talented or can uh, win against us or things like that, you know. But I just feel like we're going to be putting in more and better positions to exploit those guys. And it's going to be very interesting because we saw at the end of that game, uh, some of the defensive players, I'll just leave it unnamed, seeming like they wanted the game to be on them to be able to have that opportunity. And now, you know, with that being called out, so they're going to probably get what they asked for as far as going up against y'all. We'll probably see that more, specifically yeah. with the players asking John Harbaugh more for that opportunity, right? I mean, why not? You, 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 you. That's how guys get paid is to, to to lock down the top guys. So I mean, yeah. If you ask for it, you gonna get it. You have you ask for it, you are gonna get it. And speaking of the thing, when you look about you as far as the wide receiving trio, you're actually leading the team right now in yards per reception at sixteen point eight. What as far as you know your own game? Are you looking for out of your own self this season to be even more prolific as far as the receiving game and helping out your quarterback, Joe Burrow? Yeah, I think it's basically uh, what you said. I think you hit it on the nose. You know, I just want to be, I just want to expand my role after the catch, you know, yards after the catch, you know, mm. because I, I get less of the targets, you know, than than, than the rest of the guys, you know. Yes, so you now when, when I feel like I, I get that ball and we in open space or I see man coverage and all I got to do is break one tackle, I got to go get it, you know. And like based off of what I said, for all three of us or just the whole receiver unit, kind of proud ourselves of just, just competing, you know, which can be, you know, Chase had a prolific, crazy first year. His yard after the catch was crazy. So uh, me, him, and T, we just all was just like, all right, let's see who get more receiving. I mean, yards after the catch this year, who's going to be? Oh, y'all got you know? a little competition going yeah, on between so, y'all? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So, we, so, so, so we kind of compete to push each other in a sense. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's the area where I, I want to evolve my game. And knowing that you're the one that gets the uh, the less of the targets, at least with the three of them right now, and that always can change. Do you feel like every time you get the ball, like I, it's like you got is you got to do a triple style cow? You got to do everything in your in your you know magic box just to make sure that you're you know shining in that category as far as what you're known for yards after the catch. Right. Yeah. So last year I kind of felt like I was stuck in. Uh, overthinking and, and playing that way, you know, because about some games I'll probably get one pass or two catches and things like that. So I felt like I had to make something shake based off of what the opportunities gave me, you know. But now I kind of see, like, don't over overthink and don't overdo what my job is. Just go out there and just do it. And, and if I go out there and, and not think as much, then I think things will play out how exactly how I wanted to play last year. So now it is. So, I mean, I ain't going to change what I'm doing. And last couple of questions, you were talking about, you know, there's probably not a trio right now that can hold y'all as far as wide receiver talent. When you're looking at teams like the Dolphins with uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill or whoever else you would put up there as a duo or a trio, is there is what's the next maybe closest trio or duo that you might give props to who y'all are featuring on the Bengals? I'm just saying, you know, if you if you want to give some shine to some, another 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 trio or duo out there, who who would you say? 
Yeah, um, it, it's it's quite a few, it's quite a few duos out there. That's, that's who's, come, who's coming to your mind? In terms of this, it's kind of hard as a trio because because ain't nobody like y'all. That's <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's really that, but also right. is that it's not another trio that's really going to be unselfish the way we are, you know, because mm. of the limited amount of touches certain guys get, you know, and um, we just complement each other so well, and it's not just based off of our talent, it's just how well we play together. But even from a, so who's, at least from a duo perspective, who's who's your top duo next to next to y'all, even though y'all are the trio? Uh, I, I got to give it to Waddle and, and, yeah. and, and Hill, it's just because of the numbers, they both got 300 yards, you know, they, 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 they the top of the list right now. Yeah, and then the last question as you guys get ready for this huge game against the Ravens, uh, can you just maybe take us behind the scenes as far as some of the things that Joe Burrow has been saying to make sure that you guys kind of got back to the level that you needed to be production-wise, whether it's, you know, in the meeting, whether he took y'all out to dinner, y'all hanging out as bros, you know, just some of the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, um, I think he did a lot of that more so of, like, the first two years of us really building and connecting as a team. And now, like, we, we made that run last year as a, a – Super Bowl contender and AFC champs. Uh, I think now it, it's not so forth that we got to kind of rebuild or structure the team. We just got to get back in rhythm with with everything. I think Joe's doing just doing a good job of just staying poised and not overwhelming himself with too much things that he can't control. You know, with the line or the blocking schemes or the pass play calls and things like that. He does an excellent job of just being him and not getting out of character because things ain't going right. You know, he getting hit a bunch. He took, what, 13, 14 sacks in the first two 16, weeks. 16, 16, yeah, tied for second right now, yes. It's, it's, it's crazy, but he, he doesn't let things like that get to him, and he doesn't come in the locker room uh, going at guys next, telling them to step it up or do different things because at the end of the day, you know, football is <laughs> a team sport. It's, it's hard. It's hard, you know. And, 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 and so, so he's, he's just keeping it chill. So when y'all were 0-2, it wasn't no extra huddles behind the scenes. Like, y'all, we got to talk. You know, we got to do this. He was just keeping it the same routine, going about his business as usual. Pretty much, because we all knew our jobs. We all knew what we had to do, and, and guys who, who who knew who had to step up and, and, and do better. You know, we never point the finger at individuals, because like mm. I said, this is the most talented league you, you can play in, and you'll never win every single matchup a game. No game will ever be played perfect, but we, want, we pride ourselves on being the player to win the most matchups at the end of the game. So as long as we come out winning more of our uh, plays against the opponent, then, I, then that, that, that's all that's, that's all we can get. Well, I think this is the show me, show me out game, Bengals versus the Ravens. That's I mean, I would have been there if it wasn't going to be so cold. I kind of went over to Arizona because it's going to be warmer. But I do believe <laughs> that this is the game of the week. I will be in person with y'all eventually. you Tyler Board. I do appreciate you coming on. And before you sign one, up. Hold on one time. Since, okay. since, since, since you noticed the game, you, you got to pick. I know. Oh, I got. got I can't pick. do that. I'm a journalist. I can't do that. You got I, a listen, pick. I can, listen, I can anoint y'all <laughs> as the game of the week. I can. Uh, I can say Tyler Boyd. Make sure y'all watch out. He's the dude right. leading the team in yards per reception. He's doing this thing, adding to the tree. I'm gonna do all of that, but pick. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. But listen, Tyler, before you sign off, I just wanted to, want you to say what your name is and tell everybody you're watching the crew NYC. What's going on, y'all? This is Tyler Boyd, wide receiver for the Bengals, and you are watching The Crew. All right. I appreciate you, Tyler. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you for having me. All right. Me. Take care. You too.
let's move on to the topic really quickly uh, in our huddle. We know that everyone in the, in the NFL has been talking about yeah. what is going on with regards to the concussion protocol after we saw what happened with Tua coming back in the second half against the Bills, then playing four days later Thursday night football, uh, getting hit in that game, having to go to the hospital. We saw him in the fencing position, looked very scary, released let you know less than 24 hours after that or very close to it still was able to ride on the plane home which i asked on twitter why was he released so quickly yes the doctor said you could go but is it really a bad you know thing to just let him stay for more observation so there was that miles garrett got into an accident the browns elected to hold him off so he did not play and then lastly more stress nut yes. jj watt right before the game announces right. that he went into AFib earlier in the week, unbeknownst to us, and then ended up telling the masses on social media because Fox, I believe, was the broad, the broadcast team, I believe, that was getting ready to break it before the game. But he ended up playing. And it was like, I felt like somewhat you sensed the stature of J.J. Watt where people didn't want to say as much because it's J.J. Watt. And, I, and, and, and to my own defense, I didn't say as much because I'm just not as aware about AFib, you know, atrial right. fibrillation, if that's how you say. So I just wanted to be more educated, one, about that, and then right. having more of an opportunity to talk to the Cardinals. But your thoughts, Morris? Well, I mean, listen, as a fan, I mean, I, I love the NFL. Uh, I, I see them as, you know, it just the, the game just being so brutal and, you know, we kind of wish, you know, I played football in high school, you know, which is nothing compared to the collisions that are in the NFL. But that's why we love the game. We love to see the hits and the runs and just the the overall athleticism of these these giant human beings. Um, however, on the flip side of that, we do have to be concerned because these are human beings. You know, these these, these human beings are just abnormally large and athletic for their size. So sometimes we, 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 we tend to, I don't know, not consider that they're human beings, but we kind of just take, well, they're big, they can take it, you know, mm -hmm. but this, these are, they're human beings at the end of the day and their safety should be of the utmost concern. It's of paramount importance. And you have to consider that in every aspect of their lives. It's not just about football, you know, football is going to be here. You know, but you want these athletes to even after they're done to still have a career. I mean, still have a life to where they can enjoy themselves and their family. Well, one of the things that was also concerning is that, you know, I think traditionally we want to regard the players as tough alpha males. You know, you're supposed to keep right. going or what have you. And it was good to see, you know, uh, I think it was the NBC crew, Rodney Harrison, where he was just like, look, you can't depend on the NFL or whomever to watch out for your head. If you feel something, you got to do it, you know, for yourself, you know, first and foremost. And we saw the independent uh, neurologist recently get fired uh, by the right. NFL PA and the NFL in that Miami city. So that more than kind of validated what we saw is what we saw. You know what I'm saying? He was stumbling. <laughs> and, right. you know, even though he was saying it was his back, it, you know, it looked like it was more than that. And even if you weren't sure, the purpose was is that the point is rather that you weren't sure and you should have erred on the side of caution. But the other thing really quickly that concerned me, and listen, I have tons of respect for Jay Glazer and all of his reporting, master insider and all those other things. And I suspect, because I've been in those situations sometimes where you're reporting things an organization doesn't necessarily want you to or a player doesn't want you to, you're trying to kind of do what you have to do to smooth things as you're reporting, whatever. But as he was talking about it, he was referring to 
um, uh, uh, he was referring to J.J. Watt rather as legendary for having gone forth and played the game. And then I saw some people commenting about the fact that he was calling him legendary. And I understand that you're, you're trying to tout the fact that, you know, he is a brute force football player, what have you. But at the end of the day, I think we just have to be cautious of, you know, touting a player who is going forth in a situation that potentially could have compromised his life, although it was obviously his choice to make. But that's what we're talking about. These are the situations where the NFL independent experts sometimes have to step in and save the player from themselves, Morris. Yes, I I can agree with that because you know football is such an emotional game. It's such a it's such a game to where you're in a foxhole. You're going through the training camps and these OTAs with the guys. It's so much camaraderie and you want having each other's backs. And I can understand how at some point in time, you know, you may feel like if you don't get in there and just tough it out, that you may be letting your teammates down. I can understand that, you know, because it, it can be like family. Or know, sometimes it's an ego, you know, it's part of your persona, it's, it's your own ego. It's I got all of go, that, but that's what, but see, yeah. but see, those are the things that people, who they are, you know, is I, I, I'd be hard pressed, you know, to find it a, 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 a lineman or anybody who doesn't have an ego because that's part of their drive it's part of what makes them who they are and what makes them able and, and not saying you shouldn't have it right right but so, when it comes so, to your health and your heart you know maybe that's the time to separate those things well it? but you also have to understand too i mean sometimes we feel like we're we're, we're somewhat invincible um mm -hmm. you know especially particularly at a young age you mm -hmm. know we we're talking about guys in their 20s you know, and they've they've been they've been, you know, running through walls and just doing everything for so long. Hey, maybe we feel like, hey, yeah, I'll be OK. You know what? It did, Ronnie Lott, what he what he cut off his finger in a game and just kept it moving. So, you know, uh, it's listen, I do think, of course, first and foremost, first and foremost, mm -hmm. their health is of paramount importance and they need to at all times consider that because they really do have to consider and I think they have to consider their life after football and I do think that there has been you know uh, particularly with all of the CTE and everything that's been happening there's been a renewed focus on that and and um, and and I, I think that I, I think that they definitely still need to they Listen. should take it personal I'm not saying that it's just a responsibility of the league or anyone. It, yes. Ultimately, we are all all responsible for our own decisions. Yes, but no one wanted to see some moment of terror, you know, in the middle of that game, you know, captured uh, on on camera. And and like he said, yeah. JJ Watt consulted the experts, you know, found out his probabilities and all that. Uh, I, I know he's newly married. I don't know. I think they have a child. I'm not sure or not. I don't I'm be studying people's personal lives. But at the end of the day, right. that's just a lot to consider. Um, we'll see how it goes. Miles Garrett, uh, I think he should be back, you know, for this next game because per everything I heard, he was already wanting to play and the Browns need both of their edge rushers. So we don't have to keep hearing more talk about, you know, the Browns in the future and all that other stuff. What, what have I said about the Browns? I'm just saying, cause you, you just like to talk about, the about them. So, you know, I just want them to be at full strength. So we have the, the less Browns, we hear about the, you talking about the Browns, the better. The Browns are two and two right now. 
Yes, without their starting quarterback. Yes, yes, remember their starting quarterback is not playing. And Jacoby Brissett is doing a good job holding on the fourth. They should have never lost that game against the Jets. And matter of fact, I think and, and you could say they shouldn't have lost against the uh, Falcons, but they were out without their two uh, starting edge rushers. So really, I think at the end of the day, all those things considered, they should have been 4-0, but whatever. Okay, so well, that, well, see, that's, it's interesting I mean, that whatever. you say that because so, – so we assume then that – see, this is the thing about fans, right? Whenever their team loses, well, we should have won if this player wasn't out. If this player wasn't out and that player wasn't out, I mean, it's so when they're so starting your two starting okay. edges, yeah. So when they're so when they're playing other teams, mm -hmm. the other team is fully healthy all the time. In the games no, that they I'm win, not, I'm not, I'm not, in the I'm games not, that they win, no. the other team is fully healthy. I'm not saying so, if you need so to. They played Pittsburgh without the last year's defensive player of the year, just, and this is a great win. Oh, we should have won that game. I'm just, I'm just talking about the Browns. I, I, I right, but, but, couldn't, but couldn't Pittsburgh say the same thing? I mean, Pittsburgh could say, well, we didn't have Everybody can say or, or, the same thing. That's my point. Me that's my point. Just talking about the Browns. We're moving on to final takes. <laughs> And Morris, really quickly, before I yes. get to your best game of the week and who you're yes. looking forward to seeing, I really wanted to ask this question because we didn't do it earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it, when you're looking at all these teams that are three and one, we don't we uh, we know your team is four and oh, God, we got yes. we got it yeah. bad. But there are other teams that are are three and one that I wanted to just ask you. You know, who are you surprised about? You know, who is the real three and one? Who is the pretender? So the Vikings are three and one. The Bills are three and one. The Chiefs are three yeah. and one. The Cowboys yeah. are three and one with Cooper Rush. Uh, Miami is three and one. The Giants are three and one. Who are you most impressed of from that list? Honestly, I, I have to say uh, I'm, I'm most impressed by two teams. Um, and mm. They happen to be in the NFC East. Uh, mm -hmm. That would be the Dallas Cowboys and the, and the New York Giants. Um, mm. In terms of Dallas, to be three and one right now without Dak Prescott. I mean, as soon as Dak went down, the offense didn't look very in that first game against Tampa Bay. And when Dak went down, you just thought it was going to be it. For them to be 3-1 and one right now, I, I, you, you have to give them a lot of credit for that. The Giants, I mean, the Giants. I mean, <laughs> the Giants to be 3-1, and one, they've had a lot of injuries. They've had um, a lot of injuries. Their defense is playing well. Yeah. Um, they don't really have any stability at the quarterback position right now. Receivers are injured. It's I don't know why you keep throwing that uh, water on Daniel Jones. They are three and one, but anyways, go ahead. They're three and one, right? Well, I'm not throwing the water on it. The organization they didn't they refused to sign them to a future contract, right? Yes, I mean that is right. true. So, that is true. so it's not me throwing the water. That's yeah, the but subsequent to not see. extending him, you know, or giving him that fifth year option is yeah. the fact that they're three and one. So I'm just acknowledging that you know, right? They, and, the and that's that's great. They're, just, okay. they're, they're three and one, but I don't think that I. I find I'd be hard pressed to believe that they're going to go into the season next year with Daniel Jones. They, they, Daniel Jones, they haven't shown the confidence in him uh, in the offseason. Maybe they will, but who knows? Okay. All right. Well, uh, your team, your your game for the week. I mean, listen, your girl is going to be uh, covering. You know, uh, well, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm let gonna, me uh, see. What I kinda... is the game <laughs> of the week? This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. Oh, okay. See. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, about the Eagles oh, 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 and the Cardinals? Oh, we have Jalen Hurts oh. against Kyler Murray. Oh, okay. How about that game? In How about Arizona. an undefeated Eagles team going on a road against a tough Arizona Cardinals team? Had a great victory last week. They're going to be playing at home. Kyler Murray's getting into a, a 
getting into a rhythm now. He threw a dime pass last week, and um, I'm not. I don't think they're getting. They're not getting uh, the receiver back this year. I think this week. I think they're getting him back next week. So they're building some momentum. JJ Watt's going to be back. It's going to be a tough game for the Eagles. That's the game of the week. So the technicality here is, yes, it's a good game because they're the only remaining unbeaten team as you nastily, you know, sip on your Calabasas nickel-plated coffee cup there. But the real actual best matchup of this week is Mm -hmm. the Bengals and the Ravens. That is the better matchup, but with respect to the fact that your team is the last remaining unbeaten team, you know that that's where you have you 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 carry that superlative and, and you can you can ride that. What well. makes the what makes the Bengals Ravens the best matchup? Because in terms of when you're looking at the combination of mutual yeah. excitement on yeah, both yeah. teams relative to the fact that. You have the, you know, a team that was just in the Super Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've yeah, got yeah. Joe Burrow. You've got T. Higgins. You've yeah, got, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, Jamar yeah, yeah. Chase, all of that. And then you yeah, got yeah. Lamar yeah, Jackson yeah. and all the controversy surrounding that team, too, with some of the, the, the coaching decisions and things like that. That's mm-hmm. the matchup combined. combined. All, all, all great points. By the way, yeah. where are you going to be this weekend? In Arizona. <laughs> 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 the final Eagles. All right. Okay. All That's what I thought. Baltimore That's what I thought. Colder. That's what I thought. No Colder. problem. It's Not because good. my points it's are, are, are yeah. good. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in a cushy, uh, 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 sweet with yes. all the nice no, food and desserts no, and all you can eat. It's not a Hollywood actor sweet like you would be in at Sofi. You know, you guys it's have leather and all that stuff up there. You're not worried box. about it being cold. You're going to go from the car to the no. stadium, from mm-hmm. the stadium to the warm car no. and then to the hotel. The M&T Bank is definitely going to be a lot colder than where the the Cardinals play, so that's whatever. But listen, Morris, you are free to take your PJ from California, come to Arizona <laughs> yeah, right. and, and and watch the game with us commoners if you if oh, you wow. have the time after hanging out it's... with Kanye and whoever oh, else no. in your no, you know um manicured uh landscaped um uh, manicured castle landscape. that you live in. <laughs> I'm not a castle, it's a shack. I live in a shack. You live in a shack? Uh, it's a shack oh, here. Yeah, it's a shack. I live maybe in a shack co- here. Maybe I just have one thing to say. Yeah, well, go ahead. Free Fred Smooth. Let's free Fred Smooth. <laughs> Where the hell is Fred Smooth? <laughs> <laughs>